You're listening to Project Palladium. This is a podcast brought to you by high school students who are interested in gaining a deeper understanding of the world around them. And today, I'm Jack Muscatello. I'm Luke Dibano. So, I was listening to Cuomo's conference uh, yesterday, which has been daily pretty much for the last couple of weeks now, and he was talking about much of the same thing. You know, stay home as much as you can, and now wear a mask in public if you can't social distance, which has been this new addition to the social distancing policy. But he said something that I thought was interesting. I don't think we ever get back to normal. I think this is one of the new normals now in public health, like we go through the environment, like we've gone through the economy. It's a new normal. As he put it, the new normal. And I started to think, what will be normal after this is over? Well, can there even be a new normal? Well, what do you mean by that? I mean, society's like, like it's had such a set structure for the past few decades. So will we even be able to like deviate from that set like structure that we've created? Yeah. For example, what Dr. Fauci from the CDC was saying about shaking hands. When you gradually come back, you don't jump into it with both feet. You say, you know, what are the things that you could still do and still approach normal? One of them is absolute compulsive hand-washing. The other one is you don't ever shake anybody's hands. (laughs) That's clear. Will that that stick? I don't know. I know for for me, I'm always prone to shake someone's hand when I meet them for the first time, especially if it's an adult. What will be that normal that we can change it to be? Because clearly the virus arrived somehow based on how we were doing it before. So if we return to that, that normalcy from where how we knew it to be, it will just be the same cycle over and 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 over Correct, we'll be like spiraling into something we can't crawl out of. Yeah, we'll have to wake up and change how we how we go about daily life, how we go about our jobs, how we go about carrying ourselves in public or whatever that may be. But how we go about doing that, we'll have to change in order to get out of that cycle. What is normal? You know, not only is, like you were saying, like what is normal before, but what is normal actually defined as? So I, lo- I looked it up, basically the, the way the dictionary describes it is standard or regular in terms of a pattern and not deviating from any norm or principle or rule. Oh, yeah, like deviating from any norm or rule. Like we want to stick to what we know. We don't want to venture like to the unknown. We don't want to change anything. We don't have to. Right. This virus kind of, takes everything that we've known to be normal and it just deviates from it entirely that's true like nobody wants to stay like in their homes all day nobody wants to have their plans canceled our whole routine is just going to be flipped on its head yeah you know this whole stay at home order is just it's been a unique challenge to that because we're so used to getting up early especially in our case or you're still in school we still have to go um every day in the morning you know i would wake up at 5 45 to make my bus at 6 30 and now it, I'm waking up at 8.30 and reheating pizza, you know, and I, I would never do that before. So it's just, I, I like how you put it, like completely flipping on its head. Like it's so, it's so different now. And eventually we will go back to maybe a routine, but I'm just curious what that routine will be. That routine could be the new normal we're talking about, or we could possibly turn back to what we know. We don't know. Exactly. We don't know. Um, as far as for for my personal life, we've been kind of okay during all this. I know many people have lost their jobs and, and um, 
I know my families are struggling with that financially and how the economy's been doing and just the world's been turned upside down. But I'm just curious how, how you guys have been doing. Oh, they've been pretty good, you know, hanging in there. Kind of just been like my dad's been at work still and my mom's working from home. So what does your dad do? My dad's a corrections officer at the Nassau County Correctional Center. Can you tell us a bit more about him? Yeah, he's been working there for the last 10 years. As a correction officer, um, what we do is we first off make sure that the inmates are properly dressed. Um, they always have to wear orange, at least a bottom or a top at all times. Um, we control their movements um, as of where they go. Uh, so prior to the corona, he's gotten used to many, many malevolent uh, uh, and loathsome characters in there who have been deemed by society to be too dangerous uh, for the common good. Though the fear of getting hurt is not always on his mind, two years ago, while walking down the empty corridor, filled with the agonizing words of every inmate's miserable story, which bounced off the cold concrete walls, he noticed an inmate who had fallen unconscious. He opened the cold steel door to the cell and rushed in to help. While attempting to lift the inmate off of the ground, my dad tore several ligaments in his elbow. The overwhelming, musky aroma of the cell still triggers the memory of this moment, as the smells have seldom changed since. And that's and that's even after they clean it. They're just, you know, you have guys in there that do not shower for more than once a month. And that's just, that's just the way they are. That's a good description. I feel like I've just been in there with him. Is that the only time he was hurt in the job? Well, outside of the incident, he hasn't gotten hurt from any inmate confrontation, thankfully. But the possibility is still there. Most of the fights that happen are inmate on inmate. A lot of it is gang-related, high-level crime figures or, or gang bangers, and they'll what's called push up on the new guy, trying to take his stuff. Uh, it's just jail stuff. We have had inmates attack officers. Many of the inmates within the facility will eventually be released from their sentences and return to normal life on the streets. If my dad did anything... Uh, if I'm a real jerk to them and, uh, uh, and I go over and above what I'm supposed to do, um, I'm going to see these guys on the street one day. And, you know, you don't want to have a situation that you're with your family and all of a sudden an inmate goes, hey, remember you did the wrong thing by me? And, you know, and, you know, bad things could happen. Not only would this put him in danger, but also my mom, my sisters, and myself. So, the reality of this really adds pressure to my dad's responsibilities, even though he's personally not afraid. Is this the first time your dad's told you about his fears? Oh, uh, I think so. He's always been pretty reserved about it, about his feelings, and it certainly makes me want to get to know him a little bit more in that sense. Anyway, the virus has changed the daily operations within the facility, especially relating to my dad. They haven't been able to determine when exactly the virus arrived inside, but once they found positive cases within the facility, a separate dorm building was repurposed as a quarantine area, which houses all of the infected inmates. Anytime someone displays symptoms, they are tested, and if they are positive, they're quickly moved out of their cell and into the quarantine dorm. The facility quickly increased its protection protocols for the officers. My dad received an N95 mask to wear at all times, along with rubber gloves for any potential direct contact with the inmates. The facility is also cleaned twice daily. Since the COVID-19 virus started, Sheriff James Zaranda, he put together uh, 
a four inmate crew uh, along with two officers and they go around and sanitize the facility twice a day. It's definitely cleaner than it's ever been. And my dad and his co-workers wipe down their workstation, which includes the control room, so much so. And there was a note from maintenance for us not to spray the sanitizer on the switchboards because we're shorting out the <laughs> we're shorting out p certain parts of it. This angered their superiors a little bit. My dad was tested about two weeks ago now. This was recorded at the beginning of April, and thankfully it came back negative. But other officers have gotten it, which has created a little bit of an issue for available manpower. They're all doing well. None of them are on a ventilator or anything serious, but it has created an added need to be cautious for everyone in there, which includes the inmates. The new protocols have limited the inmates in the amount of time they're allowed outside of their cell blocks, which has naturally decreased the fighting between them. Some of them are not a fan of this. A few will ask why do officers get to go home during all of this while they're stuck inside overnight, but they gave up their freedoms when committing a crime. But most of them understand. They realize it's for their safety and not an act of further punishment. So my dad is no longer dealing with as many conflicts between the inmates. You do get less fighting because there's only 10 inmates out uh, opposed to say 40 or 50. So you do have less controversy between them. And has almost felt relieved as a result. It seems as if your dad's job is almost easier now in a way. For one, the inmates are out in a common area for less time, as you said and cannot fight amongst themselves as often. And a new emphasis has been placed in the condition of the facility, which benefits not only the inmates, but your dad as well. I guess so. I never really thought about it in that way. But that is right. Outside the virus, there is less for my dad to worry about. Right. And it's unfortunate that it took a global pandemic to bring about these changes. But hopefully, if these protocols are adapted into a standard for the facility, then the new normal for your dad is mostly positive. Yeah, it's a rare example of a benefit from this virus. Just like the people in India can see the Himalayas for the first time in decades due to the lower air pollution during the quarantine. Right. And hopefully there will be other times such as that where positive effects occur from this virus, where a possible new normal is better than what we had before. next episode of this series, we will be continuing our focus on this new normal with a more international story, which involves one Spanish nurse's first-hand experience with the virus. Special thanks to Officer Evan DeBono, and this podcast is brought to you by Element Projects of Chaminade High School, located in Mineola, New York.